Hey there, it's Michael from Amazing FBA. Welcome to Mindset Moments, little bite-sized chunks of thoughts and hopefully wisdom about business and life from my wanderings around London and other parts of Europe. Today, we're going to talk about time and money. So the phrase is time is money. And when it comes to human labor, that is true. But it's also a great trap. Let me explain. First of all, time is more than money because human life is finite and our productive years are really quite finite. If you assume that you won't be able to work much past the age of, let's say, in the modern world, maybe 70. So in the end, it's not wrong to measure your time in money. And the best metric I know for that is called the effective hourly rate. My favorite thinker about this subject is James Shramko, who is a fantastic business coach, got a fantastic podcast and a very, very good book called Work Less, Make More, which is, of course, pretty much all of our objectives, isn't it? So it is important to put a value on time. But the irony is that measuring time in monetary value often leads to poor use of time. Time is money because most of us get paid in some form, or we have to think of our labor as paid by the hour. If you run a manufacturing plant, and a couple of my clients do from the 10K Collective Mastermind, then you'll be familiar with this because you're literally physically paying for people's labor and they're producing goods at the other end. And you have to think about the cost of labor per unit. If you're buying goods from a contract manufacturer, as the vast majority of us in e-commerce do, whether it's in China or UK or wherever it is, then you have the luxury in a way of not having to think about that equation. You just think about the cost per unit. And there's a clue in that for us when we're dealing with the rest of our businesses or indeed our working lives. Because what we got with a physical product is a nice, clean, clear end result of labor. It has a certain value we can put on the price we can sell it for. And it has a uh, certain cost per unit that is definable. We can also inspect a physical product and check that it is at the quality that we want. Now, that really brings me to the overall structure that is often not applied to service-based work. And what I mean by this labor. So if we have to manage a factory, you've got a different job. Most people I know in e-commerce don't do that. We use contract manufacturers, but all of us have to manage somebody's time, either our own, if you're a solopreneur, or increasingly as you grow, other people's time remotely or in person. So let's think about the way that we should be measuring this. I think the clue is simple to pay for results, not for work. So it feels like we pay for somebody for their work and, you know, as an employee or as a worker, that's true and, and or a self-employed person. And you can very easily be in the mentality of a self-employed or a worker person that you especially if you're self-employed, uh, as I have been for a lot of my life, my wife is, you turn up for X hours, you get paid X hours times Y payments. And that's what you think of as the value of your labor. But that's not really the value of your labor to the person who's employed you. Really, you're paying for results. So as Tim Ferriss said many years ago in the 4-Hour Workweek, the correct metric is the cost per completed result. When it comes to a unit, again, of a physical product, we can actually measure that quite easily when it comes to other forms of labor like marketing or even worse liaising with people managing people running meetings going to meetings going to conferences perhaps if you're a um, early stage entrepreneur particularly 
then how do you put a value on that? That's a good question. Well, some of it is harder to measure than others. And I think that the only way you can measure results is to clarify what results you're looking for in the first place. So before you can measure the value of time, I think you've got to look at a clear upfront aim. Why are you doing this thing? You need a clear brief. Who is doing what, when, and how? And then you need to have inspection criteria that link in with what you want to see so that you can see if you've actually got the results you want. Only then do you need to look at the cost and the hours taken and measure the efficiency of the system. Now, I am not an expert in time and motion studies, so this is a simple mindset shift that I'm attempting to, to get across here rather than any really sophisticated system. A non-e-commerce example, just in case you're not in e-commerce yet, I've got a house that I rent out and I've got to get uh, work done on it. In fact, work has been done on it. So I needed to get some decoration done because it looked completely horrible. It had been neglected by me for a few years, painted a disgusting green color all over and, and there was mold and it was quite grim. So I went in and I made some simple decisions. And by the way, simple, clean decisions up front make it easier for you to know who to hire, what skills they need, and the skill set needed is lower if you make simple decisions. I wanted it to have brilliant white ceilings, magnolia walls, and then some white gloss paint. Another thing that needed doing some laminate floor laying. Now, this all sounds really obvious and boring, but here's the interesting bit. When you work for yourself as an entrepreneur, your use of your own time, or if you have a small team, your use of their time is not normally as clean as that, is it? If you give somebody a physical job to do, you can inspect it afterwards and go, yeah, that's done. So that's why I like hiring people like decorators or even product designers, because you've got a physical thing you can see, or at least visually, if it's a, a PDF or design file, you can see it, the result of the labor or a logo design or rebrand of your website. There's something very satisfying about those things because you know when it's done and you know when it's good enough. A lot of labor is not as easily defined as that, and that's when it gets risky. So I think it's just critical before you step near your home office desk or what, you know, kitchen table or even into your office if you have one to define why you're doing it. Because it's incredibly easy to sit at your computer and tap away for eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, let's face it, if you're an entrepreneur and uh, step away from the computer and go, I I'm not really sure what I achieved today. And I'm not criticizing you for that. And we're all going to have elements of our days that are like that. And that's okay. But I think it's really important to sit down and go, right, what am I trying to achieve? Another example of a digital good that I'm producing right now is a podcast, which is just um, marketing. All businesses need to do marketing of some kind, some fluffier than others. This is more brand awareness and um, hopefully to some extent lead nurture and lead generation. So in the e-commerce world, the equivalent might be, you know, some social media campaigns for awareness of your brand. I guess you can measure results in the broader sense against your branding efforts. So the point with this podcast is I've given myself a certain time frame. I've got a topic that I think will appeal to my target audience, and I'm trying to engage you and make you aware of my presence and hope you'll know, and then hopefully like, and even trust if I seem competent. And at that point, then you might engage further. So there's a clear marketing reason why I'm doing this. And it's clear what and how and how long. So I want to create something that's a few minutes. So I'm getting near to my limit, maximum of 10 minutes. I'm keeping it simple because I don't see any virtue in complexity in an audio podcast. I've got ready-made templates, which mean that my time is used more efficiently. And so I'm trying to think not about the value of my time 
measured by, you know, how long I'm going to spend at my desk thinking that I'm working on my business quotes, unquote, but a concrete, measurable, visible outcome or audible in this case will be coming out, which is that a podcast will come out. There will be a related blog post. I will be able to see and then I will be able to see some metrics of how many people have listened to it. Now, I don't know engagement metrics or any, you know, click throughs, as it were, any, any more concrete marketing metrics because podcasts aren't like that. But at least there is some concrete outcome to my time. And I know from experience that the more podcasts I put out, the more work I tend to get and the more people say, oh, I've heard of you, which helps relationships when I'm talking business to business. So the more you can make your day driven by clear, visible or measurable, not always all things are the same, but one or the other, visible or measurable or listenable or feelable, you know, some some thing that you can measure with your senses that there's been an output, the better. Even if you're doing financial crunching numbers, which I've been doing in the last few days, which is not much fun, but has to be done. It's a brutal reality check. Well, the outcomes of that are concrete outcome is I can see a bunch of numbers in a clean way and I can see profit and loss figures for the, for the year and for the quarter and for the last few months. And then the emotional outcome sometimes is, is not fun, but really important. In, in my case, a couple of financial numbers, some, some of the things I'm doing, you know, working better than I expected and as, as often is the way some things are more incredible amount of work. And then you look at the output financially, you go, mm, that is not worth it. Something's broken. Something needs to change. So even something as unconcrete as a set of numbers, you have an outcome. You just, sometimes the outcome is clear clarity of, of uh, mind and an emotional punch. And that's not much fun, but the emotional punch is a something that you've got to turn around into, okay, a change of actions. So in a knowledge-based economy, and even if you're producing physical products, a lot of what you add to the value, you know, if your contract manufacturer is working for you and Amazon is marketing your goods and fulfilling them, you ain't doing physical labor, are you? That's 100% guarantee that's not what you're doing. You are really doing mental labor and it's knowledge economy work. And it's really, really hard to define outcomes, which I think makes it all the more important to define your results. Why are you doing it? If there's no good reason, by the way, if there's no good answer to that, just, you know, don't do it. And then what is it you're going to deliver? When are you going to deliver it? And what's the value of it? Final thought on this. I think it's really important to employ other people for labor of some description at some points. There are various reasons to do that, obviously. One being there are 24 hours in the day. But for when it comes to the mindset around time, it's simple. Because you're having to pay somebody for their time or their labor. You have to think about why you are doing it. And I always prefer to pay people as it were, piecework rather than overhead, you know, just by the hour. So I'm paying the guy who's decorated my house, not by the day. How many days it takes him it is his problem. I just want to know a result at a certain standard, and that's what I'm paying for. Same with the, the flooring guy, and I'm doing the same now for my podcast production. And obviously, as e-commerce sellers, we tend to do the same with products. And I think that's a great way of, of treating time and, and money. You know, try and make it as results as linked to results as possible, as directly and cleanly as possible. So a bit of a ramble from me, but hopefully there's something to get out of this, which is simple. The correct metric when it comes to costs of labor of any kind, especially your own, is cost per completed task. And if you don't have clean a definition of the task, um, then you can't really work productively. 
because what are you producing? You got to decide what to produce, but you measure quotes productivity. And then you need to cleanly define what outcome you want. And then you'll know when you've got it. Hopefully that was of some use to you. Thanks very much for listening. Speak to you soon. Do you want to grow your business bigger and faster? A free audit of your Amazon business can help you see and avoid threats and find missed golden opportunities. I generally charge $150 or more per hour, but this would be free. You can be a reseller or a brand owner. All I ask is that you're doing a few thousand dollars a month in sales already. Just visit myamazonaudit.com, scroll down, click on Amazon Audit and book in a time. That's M-Y-A-M-A-Z-O-N-A-U-D-I-T.com. Look forward to speaking to you on your audit.